Come on. Ah, Hey everybody, welcome back to the only podcast produced by three two-time winners of IMSA's Spirit of the Race Award. You're tuned into the Check Engine Podcast. We're hosted on Anchor.fm and we are streamed worldwide on all the platforms that you use to listen to your favorite shows. My name is Nick. Andrew and Tristan are here just like they are every single week. Happy Friday, guys. What's happening? Oh, um, another long week, another stressful week. I... But we're here recording on a Friday night. That's just like we talked about last episode, right? So, yes. so that fills up. Tristan's muted. <laughs> no, I'm not quiet. Oh, never mind. But yeah, um, <laughs> like uh, like we we're talking about last episode, starting the weekend with the podcast instead of ending it. This feels normal. This feels natural. This feels so much better than what we have been doing now the shows have been good that we've been doing but just the timing feels so much better yeah absolutely there's there's a lot going man i'm in such a good mood i'm in such a good mood this weekend we there's indycar finally starting their season got my dixon shirt on um i got my focus st out of storage i was able to drive (laughs) that for the first time in months that felt awesome um We've got all of the parts and pieces needed to get my cart ready are either here or will be arriving in the next two days. So I've spent the last couple of days just like I I normally procrastinate and it's like two days before I'm just thrashing to get everything together. I'm, I'm changing it up this year. I'm doing like one thing, maybe two, whatever would run me to about a half hour a day just every day just plugging away getting one thing done one thing done one thing done and it feels awesome so i am coming into this plus as you mentioned andrew recording on a friday instead of a sunday so we're kicking off our weekend instead of closing it uh i am in a fantastic mood so this is like a new racing approach for you right you're 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 trying like a more measured mentality going into the season i guess i think i just I'm <laughs> I'm sick of thrashing with on the Friday before our opening weekend with dirty looks from my dad who's always <laughs> drafted in to help me finish it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, all right, okay. You know, I was trying to put like the positive spin on it. Maybe like, you know, Nick is getting he he's new levels of focus. I'm trying to think of some good like uh sports words or, or metaphors they use for like athletes who come back, you know what I mean? What 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 did they say about Alex Smith that we can say about you now? <laughs> um, that I'm a I'm a good game manager. Game good game. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say uh, the the a focused veteran. Um, Renewed oh, focus yeah, yeah. and determination from the veteran. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right there. Right there. Sure, you got to change change my sure. mindset to get through all the hardship. <laughs> yeah, right. The hardship of. Uh, well, I mean, you know what? COVID. So let's let's count that. Yeah, it's hardship. not almost getting my leg amputated, but, you know, <laughs> still, <laughs> still, still, though, 
Anyway, I'm stoked for this weekend and the upcoming weekends and the fact that we're doing this on Friday. I'm just I'm in a different I'm on a different plane today. It's it's great. Um speaking of a different plane, I'm just going to get right into to car stuff here. Different plane. Um two things that I have to talk about kind of simultaneously. The first one is that um Meg and I drove the new Tucson and the Hyundai announced the Santa Cruz. So they're both based on the same platform, both mm-hmm. roughly the same internals. The new Tucson is a crazy piece of kit. Like the stuff you get in that thing is insane. The The sound system like has built in like ASMR action. Like there's rain. <laughs> there's like a forest setting. There's like rain. There's like snowy village, crackling fireplace. And it... I, as much as I hate that ASMR stuff, I would actually listen to that in a car. So is that weird? Is my first question. I feel like that's all stuff that would put you to sleep. Or is this when you're driving? Yes. When you're driving, you can activate, uh, uh, all of these like soundscape modes. I forget exactly what they called. I didn't grab a picture of that. I just grabbed a picture of the snowy village thing on the screen because I could not <laughs> imagine that that was happening. But yeah, it's like, you know, a wind blowing through the trees and like the crunch of snow underfoot and all this shit, like it, as built into the sound system. That's weird. Um, Is it weird? I think it's weird, it's, but it's I think weird, it's, I think it's, it's kind of weird. weird. However, it's, it's maybe it's only in its execution because I was reading an article about Mercedes' new electric um, luxury sedan that they're coming out with, and it has a designated night mode. Uh, sorry, nap mode. Nap mode. Why? Nap mode. That sounds bad. Don't well, do that. It's, it's, for, it's, it's one of the only cogent, well-thought-out responses that I've seen to having to stop to charge your electric car. Ah. You, pl- you plug in your electric car, and then it sets the the HVAC to a suitable temperature. It sets the H. It sets the uh, the uh, internal lights to low. It rolls up the sunscreens, and it puts uh, starry skies on the dashboard, and plays soothing sounds to help you nap while you're charging your electric car. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'll be honest. I avoided all coverage of that thing because of how long the press release was. I literally only saw a highlight about nap mode. I so. I only saw tweets about like 39,000 words or something like that. And I was like, no, that's not <laughs> that's not for me. The next thing is the Santa Cruz, which is, I guess, based on the Tucson. So they're essentially like the interiors look identical. But um, the Santa Cruz is that little truck that we saw feels like it probably was five years ago at the Chicago Auto Show. Um, And remember, they brought it there and it had that uh, like extendable bed. Yeah. Um, So they but they they actually made the truck. It does not have an extendable bed. However, um, I was super curious about it because, you know, the marketing wank is it's like, oh, it's a new segment or whatever. Uh, what it is, is a smaller frontier. So it's like 10 inches shorter than a frontier uh, lengthwise, shorter vertically as well. But other than that, it's actually kind of identical in all the other sort of 
angles to a frontier. Um, short bed was it 48 inches? I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, 48 inches. So short bed, but they put the uh, two and a half liter turbocharged N line or N engine in the front of it, which is you know like 275 horsepower, 310 foot pounds of torque. So you get that with the all wheel drive and you get 5,000 pounds of towing capacity. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Which seems like a lot. And, you know, I actually think that they may have created something. Obviously, it's not convention breaking in any way, but I think they have created something that might create a group of people who are interested in Hyundai trucks. And then what happens? Like, what what is is this leading somewhere? Are they looking midsize? Are they looking full size? Like, is there is there going to be a three years from now sort of thing where Hyundai launches into the truck market, kind of like Toyota did? You know what I mean? And and I don't yeah, know, like small, because I think if, if I'm not mistaken, although it was back in the day, everything you know, nothing was unibody, so that's not quite the same. But like, basically, you know, it was. Toyota building small car based trucks. And then now they've built their way all the way up to the, the Tundra. Right. Yeah. Which is like legit. You know what I mean? People just buy those now, like as, as a repeating thing, instead of getting their uh, Chevy or their Ford, like that, that truck has its own following. So I, I don't know if that's where this is going, but this impressed the heck out of me because once again, they've just, to my eyes, they did everything right. So this one is basically competing with like the Ranger and the Colorado. It's that small, or is it smaller than that even? Ridge Ridgeline and smaller than those, right? It's yeah, it's smaller than all of those actually. It's it's um, they they do a lot of comparison to the Ridgeline. However, it is like noticeably smaller than that. Hmm. I mean, I I think. I mean, you know, you're going to get a quality product with Hyundai. Like they did their homework on it. Personally, I think the the front grill looks a little That's weird. That's what I was looking for. I was looking for a name. Um, the Ford Maverick. That's the one. That's the Ford Maverick. That's, that's the class that they're working in. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So really small. Personally, I think the grill looks a little weird, but um, you know, it's going to be a quality product. I mean, we've just, you've got that going for you with a, with Hyundai Kia group now. And I do think Andrew, this is leading into something they're going to start. The next thing you're going to do or hear about is the midsize. And then, you know, the next thing is going to be the Silverado and F one fifty challenger. I think we're, we're a truck country. Like you, if if you want to play in the U S market, you know, it's SUVs and it's pickups. So this is their first step into, into that pool. But that's such a steep ask, right? I mean, oh, totally. I'm just thinking. Obviously, they have a long distance to go, and you know, not that we're not that they're the same company, quote unquote. But Hyundai Heavy Industries makes like big rigs. They make truck trucks. Yes, yeah, truck trucks. Yeah. So, so there is a division of the company that knows about that aspect, like the heavy lifting aspect aspect of trucks. But I'm just thinking, all right, even if. I mean, I just happen to like this truck because I think it's a cool concept. And the fact that they saw excitement and put it into production, however many years it took to actually get it right, they did do it right. So if they can kind of take that momentum and use it to launch towards that that huge hillside of... So basically it's Ram and 
Chevy and Ford. And then just under that, it's Toyota. And just under that, it's Nissan. But I mean, there there is space to slot in somewhere there. But I think that it's so hard. I mean, the... Yeah, I think just, they could easily I think they could easily punch up and eat the Ridgeline's lunch with the next larger truck. I think and so. Then I, honestly, if I were if I were Hyundai, I'd leave the big trucks to the companies that want to build big trucks. Yeah. Um, if, if you're talking about just competing to get market segment uh, easily, you know, build something on the Telluride platform as a truck and knock out the Ridgeline. Bing, bang, boom. And then as its own thing build an actual body on frame truck to take on the Tacoma. And then I might, you know, I would stop there depending on if it was like a huge success. If they took on the Tacoma, and it was a huge success. Maybe then, okay, maybe change your, you know, adjust fire at that point. But you could easily with something based on the Telluride, just eat the Ridgeline for breakfast. I think so. Oh, breakfast and lunch. Hmm. <laughs> no, it's not big <laughs> enough for that. <laughs> no, it's not large enough for that. Um, I, I, I don't think anybody comes into the truck game targeting F-150. Like, I don't think anyone is crazy enough to say, we're going to go out and, and knock Ford off the plateau. So, well, yeah, I, I think, I think, Hun- I think Hyundai could dig into that. Um, Toyota Nissan um, market share pretty pretty significantly if they do it right my question though is does this mean we are going to see a rebadged version of it as a kia i wonder well actually you pointed two things i was wondering about the first thing is the kia thing i don't think they'll go for it i don't think they're interested necessarily in trucking out at kia although there was the whole i mean remember the marketing push they did for the telluride um so I mean, that could be something, but I mm-hmm. wonder if there is a play here specifically at Nissan um, because they, because of the way they handle things, right? Nissan has had the same products on the market for like their development cycles are so long and about Hyundai, 10 years. Yeah. And, and Hyundai's <laughs> got the system mm-hmm. down to essentially use the Veloster and usually like the Sonata or another car as like the lead in for the parts, right? So the uh, eight speed wet clutch DCT started in the Sonata. It got a bunch of use there. They put it in the Veloster N, you know what I mean? Like they have a way to move new parts in through their line. And I think they also have the ability to quickly redesign the outside. I mean, they do that every, they followed the Toyota plan. Basically they do it every 18 months with the Elantra and the Sonata and the Tucson more or less, although that one kind of languished, but you know, they, they, they can do that quick turnaround. So it wouldn't be something like Nissan where they let the frontier be the same for two successive generations over at least a decade. Like, and, and I, and I wonder if Hyundai sees that and sees that as an exploitable gap in the market. I think they definitely do. Um, but I think, I think the timing is right to go after it because there's so much other shit that Nissan's got to worry about right now. So there's <laughs> one competitor that's not going to be strike now. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of things going on in Nissan, which side note, if they don't, if they're only updating their models every 10 years, 
the like 2022 it. frontier if we're stuck with that design with that look for 10 years i'm not going to be complaining oh i think my. it looks so much better than the than the last run they had oh my god it looks so good yeah it does look pretty it does like they pretty. actually got that one right at least on the outside maybe the mm. inside still cheap plastic nissan shit but <laughs> at least from the outside the new frontier <laughs> I wouldn't looks be surprised glorious yeah oh man this all of this really makes me wish that we just would have the opportunity to go to a car show at some point this year just to see all of this in one place or create our own like we talked about about a month ago that's right no but i mean like a like a uh you know like a um, chicago auto show style oh industry, industry show oh, absolutely yeah, industry show for sure for sure yeah um, so, that, so that was the news Two the new tucson's awesome uh the santa cruz looks amazing um all right, uh, they just moved. Hyundai just moved by releasing the Santa Cruz, but let's see what you do next. To be determined. Hey, I've got um, just to stick with the theme of of truck slash SUV markets here. Um, we've actually got a question based on our last episode from a listener Uh-oh. that I want to uh, that I want to discuss with you guys. So this is from uh, Sean out in California. He got to us on Facebook. Facebook, uh, you can search Check Engine Podcast if you'd like to do what Sean did. Um, and he says, do y'all think that Ford, knowing the Bronco Sport was going to be introduced, was responsible for killing the flex? I would imagine they would have similar target audience and Ford was just trying to make sure the Bronco Sport was competing, wasn't competing against another Ford vehicle. Hmm. That is not something I considered, but it makes a heck of a lot of sense. The, the part that tripped me up here is would the Flex and a Bronco have the same target audience? Because you have to tr- try to relate it back to like what's the Bronco really going after is the Jeep audience or we would we called it a failed FJ. So <laughs> would someone who was shopping a Wrangler or an FJ a few years ago also be shopping a Flex when it was? I don't know. Well, what I'm wondering is, uh, so I, I saw, um, I saw another Bronco on the road this past weekend. It was the other one. So last time I saw the square one, which I think is like the, the regular, regular Bronco, the regular, yep. and the sport is the one with the, with the, looks like a car you'd want to drive. Um, it looked a little better, but I do think actually now that now that Sean brings this up, there would be a risk of the flex with a dedicated buying group already because there were people who just liked that car and would repeatedly buy that car, uh, cannibalizing the business from Bronco, which I mean, already, even though they've only sold about 12, though they pre-sold 12 million, they're already talking about Bronco stores, which is so stupid. Anyways, clearly this is like going to be Ford's thing. They, they see spinoff brands and, and I guess they want to go after that with um, a smattering of SUVs. Like, I, I don't know. The whole thing kind of makes my head hurt, but I think he's got a good point. I think he's right. Tristan, what do you think? I think I'd be, I'd be hard pressed to see the same people shopping a flex and a regular Bronco. Um, now, the the Bronco Sport, maybe. Um, it, it depends. On, I would say it depends more on what they were after in the Flex, 
Um, if it was because what I what I need what need, what I need to know more of is like dimensions and stuff like that to make a, a final answer on that. Um, but the, the the flex was surprisingly large inside without being super tall. Um, it was basically kind of the if you go way back, way back to, you know, 30s, 40s station wagons where they were, you know, big boxes low to the ground to carry a bunch of people and baggage. It looked very much like an old school station wagon, not what yeah. we think of a station wagon. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't think there's a lot of crossover between somebody that would buy even a Bronco Sport and something like that if they were looking for kind of a more car like SUV experience. I would need to know more about what the flex was like in that regard. Okay. So um, the, I, I just pulled but, them up here. The, the Ford flex was actually like a lot bigger than the Bronco sport. So the Bronco sport. Yeah. 173 inches by 74 uh, by 70. The Ford flex 202 inches by 76 by 68. So yeah, that a, was my just my, a lot my longer. Gut, my mm-hmm. gut instinct was that the Ford flex was a lot bigger so I don't know that there wouldn't have been space for both of those. Um, was the flex three row? Ooh, uh, I don't um, actually know. I don't remember. I'll look, it but up. well, unless it's huge as, as we experienced when we took the yes. Ford, Ex- Ford Explorer three row, um, to Chicago, most three row SUVs just aren't. Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> two and a half. For some, yeah, two and then a row for, for children. Um, the I don't know that those would cannibalize each other because I think it's a much larger, very different experience. Um, you might be you might end up by dropping the flex, shoehorning former flex customers into either an explorer or like a regular Bronco, but I don't see it overlapping with the Bronco Sport at all. Well, in fairness, Ford has shown that they've been willing to leave no stone unturned in their endless yes. pursuit of <laughs> fucking everyone over out of the car they want. <laughs> I think I think that's the answer Sean's looking for right there. <laughs> he he uh he also goes It was on, in response to it only in as much as the response was screw you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He also goes on to say uh by the way, I love the new Broncos. And they seem pretty sweet. The Broncos with the Sasquatch package and sticky tires are easily keeping up with Wrangler Rubicons out here on the trails. If I could choose between a Wrangler or Bronco, I think I am going with the Bronco. Sean, wow. uh, I think you can have them. <laughs> and we'll stick with the Wranglers for now. I you know I don't, I don't even I don't even argue on like an off-road capability thing. Like uh, yeah, it may very well be that it's, you know, they may be very similar. Um, you know, and they may, the, the Bronco may even be better, but I just don't care for the way they look, the way Ford has behaved around them. Um, the, the whole thing, and it may very well be that the aftermarket catches up, but it's like, if you want an off-road vehicle, almost no one is going to keep them stock. You know, you're going to change something and the, the Jeep aftermarket is is and apparently always will be simply phenomenal. And mm-hmm. I don't see that changing anytime soon. The Bronco would have to grow into that space. The Jeep's already there. And I just don't like the way it looks. I don't like Ford's marketing around it. 
and the cheap aftermarket i i think that's the deal breaker for me um as someone who is more you know of the three of us interested in you know off-road stuff that's true the bronco is impressive it's 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 a great technical effort but i don't like the way it looks i don't like ford's behavior and i'm not convinced that the aftermarket will be there and that's that's why i wouldn't choose one over a wrangler yet you know, I can I can deal with ugly if it turns out that it's you know a fabulous <laughs> a, a fabulous off roader with immense aftermarket support, super reliable, super capable. I just put a paper bag over its nose, and you know then it'll be fine. But I I just can't go there yet. So here's something uh, I in my mind when we were talking about this last week never bothered to put it up against the Wrangler. Um, I don't. I mean. So I guess the first thing to say is I don't particularly find the Wrangler appealing or attractive. I think it's a meme and I think they're about equal. Like I don't particularly love either of them in the looks department. So, I mean, in my mind, then if it is the equal of it in terms of capability, then it's a pick them, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Cost. <laughs> is it cost more? I don't know. I'm saying that that's what it would come down to for oh, you. Right. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just, it's just probably cost. just that's the <laughs> yeah, biggest cool. factor at that point. Coin flip, paint colors, you know, like yeah. stupid shit like that. Well, for me, it would have to be a Wrangler if it was paint colors because I know they come in orange. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you that's go. Right. But hey, uh, thanks, Sean, for writing in. It's a great question. Yeah, that was good. I like that. And uh, we want more of y'all to be like Sean and send us questions. Because we have time to kill, and we will we will answer them on the air. <laughs> wow, <laughs> we have time to kill. So do do we have time to and kill? If you're, and, and if you're listening to this, apparently so do you. <laughs> Come on, exactly. So Andrew, do we actually have time to kill? Or we actually we haven't told anybody what we're actually here to talk about? Tonight. No, 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 we've been talking for a while. Um, so. Here's the thing: while we're talking about new cars, it's actually right on right online with the with the topic tonight there are 20 some brands in the u.s and there are just only a few very few that have at this moment a genuine halo car so a halo car isn't just like a really nice or top end model something like um the well this is the first thing right so a halo car is meant to be the pinnacle of your design, your technology, your performance, everything in one car. And what we have right now are a bunch of brands that make a bunch of really, really nice cars. I mean, the Honda Civic Type R, is that a halo car? I don't know, because then when you could go to the brand neighbor and you look at the Acura NSX, you go, yes, this is a halo car. You look at the Lexus LC500. Yes, that's a halo car. Is the Supra a halo car? Probably not. So what I want to do is kind of look around the landscape, see who's got halo cars, see who maybe could use a halo car, and then see if we could figure out what it would be for a brand that doesn't have a halo car to make one. This is going to be a super interesting discussion. I was the first thing I was going to ask out of the gate, Andrew, for you was about the Honda Acura thing, because Mm -hmm. I would not consider the type R to be a halo car. Nice car. Great, great car. Awesome engine. Not necessarily a halo Acura NSX. Totally. But it's only sold as an Acura here in the States. Everywhere else. It's a Honda NSX. 
I mean, that's that's that yeah. that's the tricky part too. Is like when you look at the you know brands and then their associated like luxury or sport brands, you can't like can you or can't you? I guess it's not it's not a statement on my part. It's a question. It's like, do we look at Volkswagen Group or do we look at Volkswagen? Like that's you've got the you've got the Golf R and the GTI, which are going to consider dueling Halo cars, almost too many Halo cars in one stable. But strictly for Volkswagen, you don't put them up against you know the R8 or the Etron you know Etron RS. Like you right. don't put them up against those because they're from the same family, but they're not. From the same or brand, any Lamborghini or Bugattis, yeah, what Lamborghini, else is in the VW anything. group? <laughs> yeah, it's like you know. So it's that's the question for me is like when you're looking at just Honda, and I know that's just in this country, unfortunately, because then if you go to other countries, it blows up the whole idea because they're all Hondas. But you know, there's Acura here, and it's the NSX, duh, obviously for Acura. But then for Honda, if you look at just Honda. That's, I mean, they've got, you know, really, they're pushing technology on that engine, the differential, a whole bunch of other stuff that is kind of pushing the brand forward. And they're, you know, using that motor as they're selling it as a crate motor. They're threatening to put it in a bunch of other vehicles. Like, that's kind of the Mm -hmm. the development development car for Honda. Um, And so that's, like, that's the question is, Halo car, we have this thing in our head, like, oh, it's this magnificent thing that everybody aspires to. It's it's it, it, people aspire to it within their brand. Like I want to buy a Honda, but if I'm going to buy a Honda, I'm going to buy a one of these. Fill in the blank, you know, whatever it is, and that's your yes. Halo car, even if it's lower down the food chain of overall cars. Yes, I actually I think you're exactly right about that. So in my mind, we can answer the first part of that by saying the brand uh, or the brand name inside a brand group should have their own. Right. And Honda and Acura specifically is a little bit of a nah thing simply yeah, because, because they're, depending on what country you're in, they're the same thing or not. Right. But <laughs> let me, but let me pitch you something based off of what you said, Tristan, which I think is actually really inspiring about the type R engine. I mean, what if, if, if there were to be a halo vehicle for Honda as they are right now, we know they're big in hybrid technology. We know they're big on the Type R engine. What if it was something as bonkers as like a hybrid Civic R, Civic Type R engined CRV? You know what I mean? Like a super lush CRV with the performance and, and taking the knowledge of the stuff they learned from uh, the NSX and, and put it towards something that we know that they want, which is to retake the crown on that market they want the crv to number one seller. they don't want the rav4 beat them but they want it back yeah because i mean you know when we talk about you know and, and you maybe kind of you know dial it back and go back to the beginning and tarantino this thing of <laughs> you know for people who aren't aware you know of what a halo car is um, when i was looking this up i found a really great um definition of it um from the uh you know auto buy tell of course of all things mm. um basically they're meant to be a shining high-tech <laughs> shining, shining high-tech shining. accomplishments that show off the best of what an automaker is able to accomplish mm-hmm. and you know a lot of people think of halo cars as you know the sports cars or that they're always the the racy ones are always the halo cars but i think you bring up a good point andrew that it very well could be that your halo car because it has all the new technology all the new styling, all the new whatever 
especially in this day and age, might not be your sports car, your hot hatch, your whatever. It could be something like the CRV. Right. Plus, look at Land Rover. No one's ever going to look at a Land Rover and say, oh, that's not like their best. <laughs> I, I like their car better yeah exactly right like what are we what are we talking about here <laughs> um i dig i i dig that i never really thought about it being a cr- any brand really ha- having a halo as a crossover or suv especially if they do make cars um right so my let me let me pitch you something different for Honda. Like this is what I was thinking. Well, we play off of the Type R engine, but what if they make like their own version, almost like a mini version, a miniature version of a mid-engine sports car? I knew using, you were going to say that. Using that Civic Type R engine, so it's going to be lighter. You know, it's going to be maybe. Th- 360 to 400 horsepower whatever it is little dct in there so it's like a like a watered down more affordable version of an nsx seeing as you know you've got honda as your every man and acura as your luxury anyway what if they make their own little mini version of the nsx mid-engine sports car i think that would be awesome but i think the problem with that is that really a car like that should probably be called the Integra? And that's an Acura name. <laughs> that's an Acura at that point. Yeah. Um, I don't I have a problem do with this. that. Like, uh, yeah, I guess other bring, than bring is back that... the Del Sol. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> that would be awesome. Sorry. I interrupted you, Tristan. Go ahead, man. Sorry. I I lost my train of thought now. Um, <laughs> the dust uh, all destroyed it. Yeah, but, uh, but basically, I think it's something that as much as I really hate it when people say this um, to other people or me, um, to a certain extent, there's a little there's a little feeling of like, OK, but just stay in your lane like. When when, yeah. when when Volkswagen came out with the Phaeton and currently what they're doing with the Arteon, like Audi's like, get, no, get get back where you belong. And, you know, unless you make it an Integra and an Acura, you know, is anybody from the Honda side going to buy it? Are they going to buy like, oh, this is a weird, pretentious sports car. I want my, you know, front front, you know, Civic based thing as my Halo car or whatever. And so it doesn't it just doesn't seem to fit for me, although I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it as an Acura, something between you know, something below the NSX, even, you know, because I just think it would be fun. I, I don't I you know I love the idea. I just don't know where it fits with Honda. That's the weird thing is, you know, mm. have they have they ever done anything like that before? Have they, you know, I, I just don't know. And it seems when you said mid-engine sports car my brain went but it's a honda and that was like my my gut response is but it's a honda and i don't know how many other people are gonna feel that way it just seems like it doesn't fit and i don't know why i don't i don't want to i don't want to feel that way (laughs) explain to me why it doesn't fit i don't know but it's just a strange thing all right. Well, maybe let's circle back. Let's let's go to let's go to another brand and see if 
if sussing out some more can kind of get us refocused here. Um, the GM tree G actually Chevy. I think we can say safely has a halo car. Yep. Um, does Cadillac have a halo car or not? Um, what, uh, what is the current status of the black wing today? Are they making it or are they not? That was what I was going to say. Is is that a thing? Da, 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 2022 Cadillac CT5 V Blackwing, most powerful Cadillac ever. Supercharged future vehicles. Uh, so maybe they they seem to kind of have one. Right L- now. Limited availability arriving late summer 2021. So they're at least building the thing. I can I just point something out here? CT5 so the- Blackwing. They, and they have the four. Okay, so I mean, and I the we can four. Count but here's what I don't like to see in a bump about a performance car. I don't want the third thing you advertise to me be the high performance steering wheel. <laughs> don't. That's do a good that. point. <laughs> uh, well, I guess is it was it third. It's rotating for me because the first thing I saw, the third thing in mine was carbon ceramic brakes and it's like yeah yeah like when you said what's you know, I like, what's the third thing i, I don't want to see and i was like i, I don't know i want to oh, see that you're this, right. that this has carbon ceramic brakes but but in your highlight list it's like you know you know rigid chassis space frame magnetic ride control cool six-speed manual supercharged va carbon ceramic brakes and a steering wheel that's got that too it's like they couldn't quite get to six interesting things about it which also is worrying. six six gears is not enough does it Sorry, have buddy. to be like a performance car they've the the future cars they've got what about that escala that is just a um uh uh, uh concept car right right but I don't know where that would be priced if it ever hit the market, but based on based on this, I feel like at least based on what they're telling us on the website, that could be a uh, pretty neat halo. That's true. Uh, is this an electric car? Was the Escala one of their electric cars? I know the Lyric is their electric. The SUV. Lyric, right, of course. Lyric with a Q. Lyric. Lyric. Uh. Man, so this is this is tricky, right? I mean, there are there are concept vehicles actually kind of like the Escala that are hyper modified, like on the board or on the very, very distant edge of production ready. You know, essentially, this is this is a black wing crammed to the gills with every screen they could find and stupid Tesla door handles. So. Is this like Halo-y? Is it still just? I feel like we should leave it out simply because it's the intent was concept, right? So, are we missing something obvious with Cadillac? Like, given how ingrained in pop culture it is, and it is uh, the highest end SUV, is the Escalade uh, Cadillac's Halo? No, because he has I don't think though. it's. Ah, uh, is it? It might be Tristan. Well, let's finish what you're saying, Tristan. Then, yeah, go ahead. Then I have a, I have a counterpoint. No, but I, I don't think it is because it's not ever in my, at least in what I know of it, it's never been like the pinnacle of their technology. It's 
you might make an argument for, you know, it's been on on the leading edge of their design, but it's almost never been first. Like they they take a Tahoe and apply whatever the CTS line is wearing and put it on a Tahoe and put some chrome on it and call it an Escalade. Like to me, the Escalade has always just been a cash cow. It hasn't been at the the front of almost anything. Um, and people might want to buy it, but I don't know that it's like aspirational in any way. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's, it might be their top seller or what have you, but that doesn't make it a a halo car. You know, I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, I mean, well, all right. So a couple things here. I think that, well, first it's their most expensive car, which doesn't prove anything offhand. But what I will say, uh, and I didn't know this until just now, it apparently does have like a massive full uh, a 38 inch screen for the front. And it also has a, th- this is so stupid, as a 36 <laughs> speaker sound system. Woo. And a bunch of other shit like maybe all right while it's not like the technology leader for possibly even cadillac uh they put a lot in this and i just never knew um i mean this, i guess my, this, this is a halo car i i think tristan you are right as far as it's not on the leading edge i think my counterpoint to that is something you said earlier in this episode when we brought up this topic if i'm gonna buy an insert brand here I'm going to buy an insert model here. I think if but people they, are thinking, I'm going to buy a Cadillac, I'm going to get an Escalade. <laughs> but then they do. Like, it's not aspirational. It's not like, someday I'm going to get my whatever. They just do it. I think okay, for a lot of people it is. It's like, a, it starts at $75,000. The Escalade man. tops out at over $100,000. Yeah. hundred $100,000. And okay, again, so it's expensive. The price is never, but and okay, $100,000 with a 38 inch touchscreen panel that goes across the entire front of the car. 1 million very tiny speakers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 1 million speakers. The, I mean, leather and, you know, it's got like the, um, there's the, the, what is it? The ESV model. That's like the, the limousine model for lack of a better term. All that. I mean, it does have an absurd amount of shit that it can do and that you can put on it. And in terms of tech and performance, you can get a performance exhaust performance air intake. Uh, I mean, it, it definitely has to my eyes. It, it, it passes the smell test on the uh, performance angle, quote unquote. I mean, obviously it's never going to be like a drag racer Uh, and, and the tech stuff it's there. You can get it. Okay, I guess, so I guess it, maybe maybe my issue is more with Cadillac then because what is that pushing forward? You know, like the it's supposed to be like the place where you debut all of your everything. That's true. And they're it's and they're and debut. they're not. They're putting it in the Blackwing. They're putting it in all these concept cars. It's like it's not pushing anything point. forward. That's I mean, but but maybe that's just because Cadillac is doing it the wrong way. So let me let me spin I, the question a little bit because they're Cadillac. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Oh, sorry, what was that, Nick? Sorry, Tristan. There was a delay on my end. If I if I 
jumped in on you there. There was a delay on my end. Um, so it's split here, whether it is the halo or not. I think I know where Tristan stands on this. Andrew, if we agree that it is Cadillac's halo, the next question would be, should it be, or should there be something else that comes out from Cadillac that people can look up to? Well, um, I will answer that like this. Um, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, let me answer that by asking you this. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I'm going to point this out. Allegedly, uh, by like the end of the year or the beginning of next year, GMC will bring out a fully electric Hummer vehicle, which is clearly their halo car. And we've just gone through a two or three year period where every single good thing that Cadillac ever developed or planned to put in their car got directly stolen by the rest of the GM brands. So if you, if you take what we know about Cadillac's actual recent history, where they're just, they've just been pillaged like Saturn was in days of yore and put that up against the fact that they're kind of the stepchild of GM right now, where they just don't get anything their own. Essentially, it leaves us with two choices. It has to be something like the Escalade that is the actual face of their brand and their most expensive car and does get a ton of stuff, but never gets talked about. Or the Blackwing, which is essentially kind of for consumer whores. They're just pimping it out and no one's going to buy it. Hmm. I think it needs to be something else. We've already like fixed we we've already fixed Cadillac once before. We need to do it again. <laughs> oh, so so what what do you think Cadillac needs? I think Cadillac needs something that will actually make the phrase oh it's the Cadillac of fill in the blank make sense again. And we need we need to bring this back up. Cadillac needs to go back to being a luxury brand. Well, they need like a boat. Uh, basically, um like like for example have you seen their their el mirage concept no no it I is <laughs> i think you based, know i haven't <laughs> it's it's based on their like it's actually based on the the eldorado silhouette and then modified it is a very large two-door sedan with you know a ton of power and a ton of luxury and actually I think it looks pretty good. Um, and it's like, that's what you buy a Cadillac for. We also kind of discussed it in like the land yachts episode where it's like, you know, Cadillac's entry into the whole land yacht thing is the Escalade. The Escalade just shouldn't be Cadillac's entrance into everything. It's like, it's their land yacht. It's their halo car. It's their number one seller. Like Cadillac is the Escalade. They need to put something above it some i'm on the el mirage right is what the is what the name yeah was. yeah i'm here i'm i'm looking i found the page which called this car is a clitoris excuse me <laughs> oh my god <laughs> the gear shifter looks like a clitoris <laughs> <laughs> they just have like a little flesh colored nub like right in them <laughs> and there's a laser <laughs> Yeah, this is this this car is a halo car. That's for sure. <laughs> he can edit that know, out man. if he wants. <laughs> so, I think I remember you. Ta- 
I think I remember you talking about this before, Tristan, where like you think Roll um Cadillac needs to go like Bentley or Rolls Royce big. And if yeah, you're gonna be a luxury be, brand, just like they, they keep saying bring it like, and be a luxury brand. What they need to say what they need to do is drop the word American from their advertising. Mm. Ag- aggressive, but yeah, I'm gonna say that because they always say it's the new definition of American luxury. So it's not anything important then? Like stop qualifying yourselves by saying American luxury. It used to be luxury was American cars. In you know, you know, you'd get people overseas, maybe not in not maybe not in countries that had their own luxury brands. Like I don't think you'd get, you know, you know, a British aristocrat to to buy a Cadillac, but you you were exporting them to other countries that didn't have their own luxury brands as you're going to buy this Cadillac because it's uh, an excellent luxury car period done. And now they keep qualifying themselves as uh, this is the new definition of American luxury, just be the definition of luxury and, and, you know, make that your halo car, make that the push for your halo car, like new technology for everything focused on luxury. I say go, yes. go that way. I say yes to the click car. I agree. I agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> but something like some big luxurious car, I think, and and I just I don't want to be just old fashioned. Like I, I get how important, especially after you described it, how important the Escalade is. But it's a Cadillac. It's a big, you know, Eldorados, Coupe de Ville's, Deville's, like make a big luxury car like someday like i bought my escalade but someday i'm gonna get whatever's next like push it just that much further well actually i actually agree with tristan uh because there's one element of this uh what el mirage that he left out the fact that if you talk to people about Cadillacs or, you know, people who have been into cars for a while at some point when you're talking about Cadillac, someone's going to bring up the Cadillac 16, which was that that yes. V16 car that they brought out. By the way, that was in 2003. That was 80 years it ago. Was. And people still <laughs> talk about it. 80 years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's just so Tristan, I think, has the right of this. He, everything he said, I think, is exactly yeah. right. And uh, that is. They need that car to be their halo car. I would agree with that, too. I think that's a better. I still think now the Escalade is, but it should not be. And I think is it currently. Yes, probably. I think they can. I think they can do better. A gutsy gutsy quote for me from from, you know, from me to Cadillac is I I actually don't know if they can, but they they can do better. (laughs) Yeah, they can't. I think that's a really um, good point, Tristan. Yeah. Uh, all right. GMC has the Hummer. Fine. Whatever. Um, I am of the opinion we should just skip you because it's going to be dead soon anyway. Agreed. Let's move on. Yeah. Great. Not um, here's a tricky one. Actually, a tricky triad. And I think that what we're going to run up to here is a is a completely new way of visualizing what a halo car is. And of course, we're talking Dodge Jeep Ram. Mm. And I guess the Chrysler trailer, if we have to talk about them, obviously 
They got the Hellcat thing going. They're doing just fine with it. And there's, a, and to my mind, there would be no reason for them other than the logical reasons to move <laughs> away from just putting 700 horsepower in whatever car for each of those brands and just going about their day. Right. That's, that's what they do. That's their halo car for each of those. Yeah. I mean, I don't see. Except maybe Jeep. Well, they, they, they they put uh, them in there. They put them in there. But like, those are like, like very limited appeal, like track Hawks and stuff like that. Like, it's for a specific set of people rather than anybody who would buy a Jeep. I, I don't know. Well, okay. I feel but, like, but the Wrangler Hellcat they're, they're humping that hard and people are getting excited about it, which is a little gross to me, but I mean, they're coming soon to a parking lot near you. I think. See, I, I agree to an extent, Andrew with they've, they've kind of cornered their market with this, right? Just drop all the most amount of horsepower under the hood as you can Mm -hmm. and send it out the door. What I don't, what I think kind of goes against that is the fact that like every six months you hear a press release about a new version. (laughs) It's like, you've got the demon and then you've got the demon this, and then you've got the demon that, and there's the hellcat and the hellcat this, and then, the, and it just keeps going and they keep stacking on top of it. Like halo cars are, you know, they go through a normal cycle where it's like every three or four years. Like I think of what, you know, Corvette does like every three, four, six years or whatever. There's a, a, a new C version of it. Right. Mm-hmm. But they don't, there's not like every, this you know they don't just keep stacking more and more and more like this one's got 750 157 horsepower this one's got 802 and then this one's got 809 and then this one's got and it's just like just give us one let it run its cycle and then give us the next 10 horsepower upgrade when you you know facelift the car and do everything else like we don't need they don't facelift their cars anymore either (laughs) they just facelift the engines a good point yeah, they they don't really they they kind of. I'm just saying, like that. Y- whatever is a Halo car, or even the top, you know, going back to like Honda and the and the and the Civic Type R, like the the top car for each specific brand, like they don't come out with these different packages like constantly for these cars. Like that's not what a Halo car is designed to be. Well, I guess, but I that's why I kind of started that with what I think is, in fact, just a whole different approach to the concept, which is. They're, they don't do that. You're exactly right. The only thing that they're doing is creating massive piles of gold doubloons by <laughs> making by making the Hellcat their halo. Simply that engine, that number 707, making that their their pinnacle, their highest achievement, their best in brand. And by doing that and then flipping around and cramming it into everything in their lineup, they're just stacking money because they have 90% of that car made 10% changes, well, 5% changes, 5% luxury upcharge. And you're selling the same car for over a hundred thousand dollars when it started at 35. Like it's, it's a, it's a genius model. And I'm wondering if it's just a different approach entirely to the, the idea of a halo. 
Hmm. I would make the same argument we made for Cadillac. I think you make a good point. It is, but it also shouldn't be. <laughs> but what else can they do? I mean, I feel like a lot of what we would do with other brands just doesn't work for um, Stellaris. Stellantis. 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 Uh, Starship Atlantis. Um, I, but I feel like it doesn't work because <laughs> what we have here are ostensibly two off-road brands and an SUV company. In Dodge, that I guess also makes the very old Challenger and Charger still like what? uh, So I guess my problem is this. What are any of these brands stripped of the Hellcat at this point? Jeep has its own thing that that we would assume. Jeep has its own thing. Jeep will be fine. Ram still has its own thing. Ram will be fine. It's not as strongly defined as Jeep, but they make overall pretty good trucks that are more comfortable than the other two yes like mm-hmm. you know that's kind of their big thing is like if you want something that's capable but you also drive it every day and hey maybe you want a diesel that we might have cheated on but hey here you go um <laughs> you know you know it's and yeah you can put everything from you know their you know v6 diesel to their big diesels to the regular you know american pickup truck v8 in the middle and you know they kind of have their own thing and they have their own halo cars for, in my opinion, the kind of two, two portions of their segment. Cause they split down even further. Yeah. Uh, Ram, Ram does. You've got the, like the rebel slash power wagon crowd, or it's course. like the off the off-roading people, mm-hmm. depending on what, depending on you know, what they're offering on what year. Um, and then you've got their, you know, heavy duty truck people where you've got their 3500s where it's like it's a halo car because it has you know a lazy boy in the front seat a giant touchscreen and can tow my 13 horses you know um <laughs> yeah and, yeah you're exactly you right know, and then they kind of it kind of splits that way I think a lot of truck companies do um and if you take the hellcat out of it so you get rid of things like the trx there are still models that without that engine make sense and and are are popular without that engine and i think that's true for jeep as well right they have such a devoted following i mean just say yeah i mean wrangler it's just wrangler it's fine yeah yeah wrangler and grand cherokee people um are are pretty pretty rabid in their own They've, they've changed a little bit it's more of the you know i want the you know comfortable suv that'll take me through 18 inches of snow those kind of people right true um, but no, but i think but, if you're picking just yes, one uh, and yes, a special exactly. edition wrangler like a like a uh a, a willie's edition wrangler right but that's like right. your, yep your exactly jeep of all jeeps yep. yep jeep of all jeeps and you know yeah that there that's that that can exist on its own outside the hellcat i'm almost inclined to say that stellantis group doesn't have a halo car they just have a halo engine yeah i well i i mean that's the american Dodge side right doesn't well yeah and just so, because well thinking you know stellantis is also technically part of psa and right they, right sorry I mean, so the chrysler what we what we would know as like the chrysler group yeah. right they don't they don't have a halo car they have a halo engine and now i'm starting to kind of circle back and think does anyone else do that and 
I don't think no, when so. You, when you mentioned off the top, Andrew, about like rethinking the way Halo cars are done, like, is that a potential? Like, should other brands do that? Well, I mean, a Cadillac's going to try out the Blackwing, right? I mean, they're going to put that they, in they new might, models. But I can tell you right now, Hyundai's doing it. Oh, right. Shit. Duh. They're just, they just don't have a fancy name for the engine. Right. It's the, yeah. the end line. <laughs> that two and a half liter already is, don't look now, but it's already in everything. And so is that eight speed wet clutch DCT, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's just going in everything. And um, yeah, and that was it's it's very not, it's similar. It's not a sexy engine, though. Yeah, like it's not. Yeah. And very similar. I mean, I, I think these things come and go. And I think why we're stuck on 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 you know Stellantis in particular is it hasn't gone yet but like a lot of a lot of car companies stake a lot of their reputation their popularity on a specific engine model um the 1.8 and later bored out to two liter Volkswagen motor the the 4.2 liter V8 that they put out that was in everything from my dad's A6 to the A8 A8L um 6.2 liter GM V8 yep some of the initial Quattro um you know q suvs um the race car like they built an entire reputation on those two motors from like the 90s until 2010 i guess i i think i think the difference is no one's ever no one's ever branded the engine no one's ever created a halo trim or halo brand by virtue of making an icon for the engine. You know what I mean? And the hell cat face now is that. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. I, I would need someone who is better at older cars than I am. Because I, f- I have this tickling at the back of my head that this has been done before. Like, because, because well, I mean, of things like the Beach Boy song 409 being about an engine not a car mm. like you know i feel like this has happened before but my knowledge is just not deep enough well i think it happened before with dodge right because they were the first uh um with the hemi back in the day oh shit he's right, right. and more recently that thing got a hemi yep remember that yeah oh god i do <laughs> but <laughs> I, that I, was I, not that was not new at the time either. Even even yeah, still, the Hemi wasn't new at that point. At that point, everybody had a Hemi, but Dodge was the first to bring out that technology 40, 50 years ago, whatever it was. That's true. And plus Dodge, uh, well, I guess Chrysler at the time, creating uh, Mopar as a, yes. as a standalone branding opportunity. So, okay. All right. So they have some experience in this, um, but it does feel different with Hellcat simply because... Um, it's uh, it's a lot like uh, some new pepper, right? Like the scorpion pepper or whatever the hottest thing in the world is at this very moment. They're just kind of taking that and putting it on um, this square of tofu and that plain cheesecake and just all this other stuff and creating spicy versions of stuff that no one really wants all that much. And then using that as like, it just feels like Spicy it's the whole cheesecake. Brand. Yeah. Which would be delicious. I it just feels like none of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it just feels like it's the only thing to me. And maybe that's because I care so little about the brand, or maybe it's just the way they're so aggressive with it. Everything they put out on all their brand accounts is always Hellcat. 
always. Mm-hmm. So Carolina, Carolina Reaper edition charger. Exactly that. Exactly. <laughs> Make it spicy. Carolina Reaper yeah. cheesecake. I, I do think, yeah, I do think there is a, um, a space for these brands to have individual halo cars. I just don't think it's worth talking about that much because they, we know what they're going to do. The next step, the final step is to put the yeah. demon engine in everything or is that the the super triple awesome powerful one in the Challenger from Dodge, right? The the um yeah the, the, the drag race yeah, one, like the drag one, yeah, demon. Yeah, that that that's mm-hmm. the next step, and after that, uh, there's nothing because you're not putting 800 horsepower in consumer cars. <laughs> nope. At least not in that fashion where it's like 800 horsepower rear wheel drive, right? <laughs> like. Like the power you can put more in if you change up how it's delivered, but Dodge isn't going to do that. No. Um, all right. So, uh, some trickier brands now, uh, one that might be fast or might be slow. Does Nissan have a halo car? They claim they do. And I would argue it is Godzilla, the GTR, but it's very old and has not, I just don't, I don't see it in the same light anymore. So, okay, here's, here's the thing. It's, it's very old, but, and it's actually on its way out. I think Thank they just God. released like their last edition or whatever. But when it came out to Tristan's point about what a halo should be, it was the leading edge of everything that Nissan was trying to do. And we know now that Nissan only ups, um, updates things once every 15 years. That's so, I mean, where this I was going to go with this, is that, is that they with, with what Nissan does. So mm-hmm. yes, it's old Andrew, but it still is their halo car because pretty much everything from Nissan is old. That's what I was going to say is that they keep adding a little bit of technology to the GTR every year. And that still means it's their cutting edge. Now, again, like I have a lot of other brands. Sh- should it be? No, not in comparison to anything else. Guys, this car but came in- out in 2007. In comparison to Nissan. Yeah, it's 14 years old. Disgust. Disgusting. Disgusting. Maybe I should have talked about this one on my guilt on the guilty pleasures episode last week. I really like the GTR. I know. I know. And I totally agree with you seven years ago. (laughs) (laughs) So, he okay. All right. Here's my issue with having this as their halo car. It just does not have the same impact after this long. And it's not an issue of facelifting it, which they haven't done, by the way. And it's not an issue of incrementally adding technology, with they, which they've barely done, by the way. It's the fact that a 2021 GTR is sitting on lots at an impressive price point still, though not as impressive as it used to be. 113000 right? Gets you a 600 horsepower. Great. A six-speed gearbox. No, thanks. Uh, an average of 20 MPG. We're all good on that. Thanks. And, and it's just, it's kind of sad. It just hasn't kept up with like the advancements of the industry as a whole. Exactly. That's my core issue. Like you can it, easily it, put yeah. an eight speed DCT in that. You would think. You would think. Well, like, Sorry, if example, I keep talking over you, Andrew or Tristan, I'm getting lag. No, you're fine. It's it's fine. But for example, like when you look at 
that compared to oh, let's throw something out there. Uh C eight. Yeah. <laughs> Just something out there real quick. <laughs> like you know, like okay, you don't get six hundred horsepower, but you get five hundred horsepower in a significantly lighter car, and it's sixty grand. Yeah. You could buy you could buy two of them, have a thousand horsepower, and you know, <laughs> you know I, I, <laughs> My go-to is always buy one and lose it, but yeah, yeah. Um, you buy, two, buy buy one, keep it, buy a second one, and have a thousand horsepower. That's but right. Yeah, it's like you know, it's and I know the Corvettes always come in at a low price point, but even other brands like that, six hundred horsepower number isn't as impressive anymore. Uh, but I'll tell you what, if th- there's any number of things that. I think probably will be done with the follow-up to this car, right? Like, I don't think that Nissan's dead in the water exactly, but let's say uh, even if they'd incrementally upgraded this one in the performance aspect, if this was still 113,000, but had hybrid tech, which we know Nissan loves, or if it had better transmissions and, and newly tuned, uh, if they just like brought the whole thing out with an entire spectrum of, tech that's not like surface but is focused towards the car right and i know and i know that the way this car achieved its miracle track times was by virtue of being light and just powerful enough to propel itself around every corner at the maximum possible attack yeah, and all-wheel drive right and all drive and all-wheel drive but, but the time of that uh the time of that formula has passed and we need to see something else that's just as impressive in a different way because this isn't going to work and it doesn't at least not for me. I was going to say, man, like, isn't it interesting how the very thing that Nissan hung their hats on with that car about how, you know, it's all underneath. Like it, it, it looks subtle. It looks unassuming, but all the stuff at work underneath with the drivetrain and everything else, like that's what was so impressive about that car when it first came out and it's like that's what we're criticizing now <laughs> it's like where right, where is that now all right so here's <laughs> here's so here's where we're at with the gtr uh, and current year from two hours ago car scoops nissan Uh-oh. didn't nissan didn't paint the 2022 gtr nismo editions hood to save 100 grams thanks thanks for playing That's it. That that's it. So on that's that. it. Need, so that, that's that's went. So it went zero to sixty in three point two to zero to sixty in three point one eight. No, three point two still. Three point one eight nine. <laughs> <laughs> round up three point two still. That's like all right. Okay. We're fine. We're fine on on all that. Uh, they need something else, and honestly, it's not like they don't have a legacy of building really really awesome fast cars. I I do believe that they'll do it. I just wish they'd done it sooner. Yeah. Um, all right. Subaru. Ooh. We know what it is. We know what it. Well, we know what they tried to make it. <laughs> the STI. Um, well, the STI Mark B Stroke America 3.641, whatever the hell that crap was. That S209. They were doing. Yeah. Any of that. S209. So that, that it's it's a you know it's a one off or not one off but a you know limited run like special edition versus like 
your production. We're talking about earlier. We're talking about things that were Halo cars, mm-hmm. you know, Type R's, NSX's, um, which although they don't make many, they are a you know production run car, not like special editions. Yeah, and so I think the STI is firmly in in Halo car territory. Again, the, it's aging. Um, you know, they just recently brought you know an engine that isn't as old as I am. Um, and put it in the actual <laughs> STI version. Um, and, you know, there's rumors of all the new stuff that's coming with the new one. You know, is it going to be hybrid? Is it going to be this and be that? And then I think, well, well, I'll wait and see on that one. But I think a lot like we complained with Nissan, they took their Halo car and it was a lot of new tech, a lot of cool stuff and uh, 10 years ago. Yeah, I totally and, agree. And something new and, is coming. We know that. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm going to I'm going to withhold any make my own Halo car comments until I see what they've done with it, because I think it's particularly this round of the STI has been oddly slow to update itself. They usually iterate much faster. And, you know, so I think this is a, a weird hiccup and I'll wait and see what's next before I make my own assertions. Yep. I totally agree. Oh, Sorry, I just went to I just went to open a web page for the next brand that we're going to regretfully talk about because it's actually important that we do it. Uh, it's BMW and the picture they have on the front of their the IX. That thing is pig dog ugly. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, you pig dogs. Oh, my uh, God. I just I just want to say I've now seen some of these new BMWs on the street. It is so much worse. Oh, my God. It doesn't. Oh, get my better. God. This this must end. This must be stopped. Anyways, does does BMW have yeah, a Halo it's... car? No, no, no. I wouldn't think so. I would like them. I would, it's never going to happen. I would like to see them. Yeah, I don't really think they've had like a Halo Halo car since the M1, and I would I love hate. to see them bring. That was close. Yeah, that was close. That was a technology pusher, and yeah, that, yeah. If they could do like maybe some sort of amalgamation of both of those two, and make like an M1 style or inspired body with some sort of crazy hybrid tech, like I would love to see something like an M1 come back. If we could base think, it yeah, off of that, B- and then try to throw more modern into it, I think BMW faces somehow the same problem that Dodge does where within BMW, there's too many silos already. So it's like you could consider at one time or another, the BMW halo car has been the M one, the I eight, the M three, the M five, like depending on what you're looking for, like, Mm. you know, even the, you know, M1 all the way to 1M where you flip it around like the you know the BMW equivalent of mm-hmm. like a hot hatch to you know the BMW equivalent of like a you know hot touring car in the M3 to you know their you know ridiculous luxury performance car in the M5 and up like there's there's there isn't one BMW Halo car the problem is BMW is trying to make an entire brand of Halo cars I feel like I I think that's a good point, but I also think that BMW's biggest issue um, 
as a brand is that they have a really strong tendency to act like a sleeping teenager. So I was just looking at the i8, right? Because in my mind, that was a true Halo car. What I have to remind myself is that, so that car was produced from 2014 to 2020, six years, pretty long. But that car was introduced in 2009. The efficient dynamics context concept came out in 09. And I know because I was at that motor show, but Mm -hmm. they didn't change it meaningfully by the time from 09 to 14 it was around for five years before it ever and people kept poking them this looks really good you should make this the you this looks really good in 11 they slightly changed it the ia concept in 11 three years you should make this i ate spider 12 13 that they tried it five times and then by the time it was out everyone was sick of it because it was still the same tech from 09 and and it's like it's like they have this malaise about doing cool stuff that isn't in an m3 or an m5 it's for for a company that really seems to hate those cars at this moment they are not trying at all i i guess they actually, i mean guys um, we can't really slam them for time from concept to production and having people, hey, you just complimented Hyundai on that. The Santa Cruz concept is a six-year-old concept. That's true. So the fact that they created a concept, they heard people liked it, and they took the time to get it right. We just complimented Hyundai for doing the same thing that BMW did. Yep. So at least, at, at least, at least as far as the i8 goes, where it was five years, you know, a year less and they came out with a really, truly good Halo car. I can't complain about that. With an iterated concept every year is the main difference. So you don't think Hyundai iterated their concept, at least internally? Well, I was going to say, I can tell you they didn't because it didn't pop up at every show every year like the friggin' I-8 did. They right, probably no, did. They just, didn't, they just didn't reserve booth space for it. So the marketing was different. I don't think that that makes a big difference in the car itself. So, by the by, BMW did come out with a M1 homage concept in 2008. I just dropped it in the Discord chat. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like the wheels. I don't, I don't like, like the wheel. I don't like the wheels, but the rest of it is not awful. I'm just going to point out that this looks like an i8, but it's fine. <laughs> Again, not awful. <laughs> that back is pure i8. Well, yeah. All right, so they iterated it six times. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I just feel like, all right, so in my mind, even if BMW were to make an attempt at bringing a Halo car, if we're not going to count the M5 and M3 as Halo cars, which eh, eh, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. I just don't know if they're capable of producing something that actually wows people. I think there's an there's a perception about BMW that is not true to their brand. I think there are many but one specifically dealing with cars. Everyone wants to talk about the BMW M1. That was the, that's the M1, right? Was the, the old the one. one. Yeah, the, yeah. Old, the old one, yeah. They did that one time, and they've never come anywhere close to it again. I don't think BMW is this brand. I think BMW is the middle management brand. I don't think they're, I don't think they're cut out for this, and I think expecting them to come out with a Halo car 
that could even match what the what the M1 was is foolishness. I don't think they're. I don't think it's cap- I don't think they're. Well, I didn't say. I, I didn't say. I. I didn't say I expected it. I just said I wish they would. Well, do no, no. Something I, and like I'm that. not saying you specifically, Nick, but people have that expectation. They're like, ooh, every time they bring out something, this M2, that that's a that number's pretty close to M1. It's pretty close. The M5, it's going to be another one of those. Yeah, the M5. Oh, it's it's going to be another M1. This M5 five, is like M1, M1, but five times better. Exactly. And yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. We need to stop. We need to throw the rose tinted glasses of that car away because that's not who BMW is. And it never was. Throw them out the window to have them caught by the enormous grill on the BMW behind you. Exactly. Maybe or maybe I just hate BMW. Oh, my God. What? They are, the, the, yeah. You don't you don't park your BMWs nowadays and peel like bugs off of them. You literally peel SUVs off of your BMW grills. <laughs> just they've just like, been ingested. Scraper and up, oh, got another one. <laughs> the first time someone hits a bird with one of those, it's gonna be just immense digestion. It's gonna be brutal. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I I just don't think. I, I have a hard I don't time think imagining do it. I just wish they would. I, I but I just have a, I just have a hard time imagining what a BMW Halo car would be simply because I don't think that they can do it. I think it would just be a really nice version of a coupe. It'd be pretty good. It'd be pretty quick. Isn't that what they do now? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. This all right. Is- you got something else? No, I was just going to, what brand are you bringing up next? Because I, before we take off, there's one I do want to talk about. So well, I just want to see what hit, you're going to what, say. What you got? What you got? Make sure we, make sure we get it. Um, I think an interesting one, and they're getting a little bit more press, at least from us the past couple of weeks, is uh, Mazda. Hmm. Everyone thinks Miata or MX-5, but that's not really a halo car. No, nah, I can't. Be. Is Mazda in a place to get a? I, I put the MX-5 kind of with the Civic Type R. They're not even the same price point, really. I don't think, but it's like if I'm getting a Mazda, I'm gonna get a fun Mazda, and that I just kind of have that thought process. But like, is Mazda one of those brands that needs one? Because you can't. They don't have the luxury brand like a like a Toyota and a Nissan and a and a uh, what's what I'm missing Honda do, where they can just oh well that version of it. You know, it's just Mazda. Um, all right. Here is the first question I'll ask in relation to what you said. Has Mazda ever had a Halo car? Not that I know of. I don't think so. Um, I mean, depends on the definition. <laughs> do not do not bring up the race car. Do not do that. No, no, no. I'm talking about the uh, like, you know, we talk about like the you know, pushing technical boundaries and everything else versus hmm. versus oh. just versus just the like, I want to own that, but I'm going to like because the whole we, have, what we haven't talked about is like the, the purpose of a Halo car. We talk about what it is, but the purpose of a Halo car is to like draw attention to your brand and then people who can't afford the Halo car buy something else. Um, and <laughs> and something That's that fair. I actually saw happen at least twice <laughs> was people who want, this is going to be a hilarious 
you know, my family will get this in joke. We were at a basketball game and it was a Bucks Bulls game. And this guy named Dickie Simpkins subbed in for my, for Michael Jordan. <laughs> and it's like, you know, Dickie Simpkins replacing Michael Jordan in his dreams, right? Never, <laughs> no, He's never. Not replacing Michael Jordan. And, and what, what happened what I saw twice happen around the time we were in high school, Andrew is people seeing a Mazda RX eight, it actually was his name, Dickie Simpkins. And then, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it up. <laughs> and then they they bought an RX. They were looking at an RX8. They were you know going to college or whatever, couldn't afford one, and then bought a protege. Like right. in in your dreams, but that RX8 drew them to the brand. And they bought something else. So I would argue that at least for a while, the RX8 was a, a functional Halo car for Mazda. I would I would buy that actually if it weren't for the fetish that it made people develop for rotary engines. And that's why I was like, eh, is it really pushing anything technical or is it just pushing a lie? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> However, from that side of things, but it did function as one. It you are correct about that. And also, I mean, I I guess me saying that it's created the fetish is answering the question right this car is something that people have been chasing since they stopped making this car yeah clearly waiting for the rx9 yeah clearly it's something clearly it's important yeah didn't mazda just announce they're doing which they've been doing forever um they've they've announced another rotary car they're not gonna make thank god yeah i think so I actually do believe that you are correct. Um, it was something something that linked their rotary engines and hybrid tech. Yes. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you remember it's that because I remember there was a tweet about Mazda the Mazda MX-30 EV. That's the one. Yeah, the 2022 Mazda MX-30 EV launches here in the fall. Rotary coming for 2023. But it's an SUV. So, if we're sticking by our if we're sticking by our own guidance to attempt to make the halo car fit the brand as it stands it has to be some rotary thing and i as early as like not you know just a little under a year ago there was talk about that they still have a sports car in development it's rotary expected to be called the RX9 based on the based on the RX vision concept, um, you know, aiming to go head to head with things like the Cayman and the Supra. And if they did that, that would be their halo car. Now, again, are they ever going to do it? But the fact that even just a year ago, they're like, no, it's, it's still in development and not like, Oh yeah, we were thinking about that, but then we stopped and you continue to hear about it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the fact that it, it, it very specifically itself won't go away. Like talks of a rotary, a next rotary Mazda just generally never go away. We know that, but very specifically this RX nine based on the RX vision concept has been, you know, keeps hanging around um, as late as like last September. Well, I'm looking at um, an article here mm-hmm. about the RX nine from five years ago. Right. Yeah. So, which is when they trademarked trademarked RX nine. Yeah, yeah, and I said that was shortly after the RX Vision concept Correct. in twenty fifteen. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, but this Carvery specifically, as late as October 2020, is still getting like updated, you know, engineering and development leaks, quote unquote, and like, okay, we're not going to use a rotary, we're going to use an inline six and hybrid and stuff like that. So, uh, just uh, uh, the, all this is making me do is wish that the freaking Mazda designers would find a second color. I'm sick of this red. Hmm. you still in hey, on the I, red i like this soul red i really do it was it i don't was have a problem good. with it, it was and it's good. also their it's also their color like no one else is doing it so stick to what you stick to what works no one else has red not as not this color red no I mean, it looks it looks just, yeah, kind of bland to me now. Maybe it's just because I've seen it so much. I guess if Mazda were to have a Halo card, be this thing, the rotary-powered, blah, blah, blah. I just don't believe in rotary engines. That's my <laughs> biggest problem with all of this. This time. Wankle, Wankle rotary engines, to me, are they're the... Um, the uh, Bitcoin of cars this time. This time, Bitcoin is real. This time, we're switching off the dollar. This time. Yeah, I, I know. I well, here's the thing, like. If they are to do this, what new technology would they put in it? Like, is there much I I have very little knowledge of like what you can actually do to a rotary engine besides what they already did? Like you can replace them when they die at 100,000 miles. So, well, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, is it really then going to be? I guess for the desirability or the the meme factor, it could be like but it's not going to be like any new technology with it unless they link I, it. I would assume it's, well, they're trying to link to it to hybrid or EV. With yeah, I would assume it's possible to link it to hybrid. So. You know, I would assume that you could put battery tech on it and, and make it more efficient and, and stuff like that. But I have no idea either way. That's what they have to do. <laughs> they don't have a choice now. They're really locked in. <laughs> That's their only option. And if they are bringing it out with this MX-30, well, then they miss their opportunity. Like, if they're going to link the rotary and the hybrid together, instead of doing it in a CUV, let's make it the RX-9 and build some real hype around it. Well, what what you're forgetting is that Mazda is allergic, uh, even more than than a BMW or a lot of other brands, even more than any of those, to making cars that uh, people would like them to. There's been no Mazda Speed Miata. There's been no Mazda Speed anything. Uh, Mazda Speed is dead in the water. The RX-7 maybe had a successor with the RX-8, but really people who love that car are still looking for something like that to come back. And they're also still hoping on the RX-9. Mm-hmm. There's just... If, I, if Mazda has kept a fan through a successive generation of car, it would be the first time, I think. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of repeat Miata slash MX-5 buyers. I mean, that's I think true, they, I guess. They, they, they got that one right. Um, but that's only because they actually have, A, made them in six generations, and B, haven't fucked with it. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, Mazda, just make a cool rotary car and get it over with already. <laughs> or don't. Shit or get off the pot. Right. Just give us it or... Stop telling you're going to give us it. Stop with the memes. 
Um, all right, let's get a little spicier here. Let's kick it up a notch and let's ask ourselves if Ferrari has a halo car. I mean, I feel like pretty much all of them could be considered halo cars. So right, I guess, but let, we're just looking across, looking to get a different dynamic here. Um, La Ferrari. Are they, is that still in production? Well, I don't know if it's still in production, but um, I mean, if we got to pick a halo car, that's probably the one. Definitely. Uh, all right. So here their their current production, lineup: twenty thirteen to twenty sixteen. Oh, we missed that by a mile. Um, so right now they make the eight twelve. That's well, probably the F ninety, right? Yeah, that would probably be the one now. Uh, so the F90, the F8, the Roma, the Portofino, the Monza. Yeah, it's the F90. It's the yeah, it's definitely the F90. The All right, that was quick. <laughs> yep, they that have was one. quick. Um, hmm, and and it was quick, and it was not spicy. It was not that spicy. It's it's yeah, it's not all that spicy. It's a Ferrari. But, but the one a, you with know, F in the name. You just you just gotta you just gotta test the waters on some of this stuff. Um, this one is the SF ninety, Tristan, ooh, not the F ninety. Sorry, go ahead, Andrew. But super is F, F in the 90. name? Yes. Yeah, that's why I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about Volkswagen. Okay. Because they're kind of an odd duck. As Tristan pointed out, they've put their um, nose in a couple of the Volkswagen groups pools. And I think that that made them a little angry. But they've also done weird stuff like that. Um, that. Uh, oh, God. What was the name of that concept that had like the V the, the GTI that had the V12 in the back? Oh, yeah. The, um, I, it's like the. Was it? The, it wasn't the club sport, was it? No, it was like the W twelve or something like that. Because it yeah. was, yeah, that yeah. that Bentley engine. Yeah, the so, DPI W twelve. Yeah, so two thousand seven. What is VW's deal? I don't think they have. Well, so they have the Golf R, mm-hmm. and that is, I guess, probably their their leading model in the halo car race but they also have the arteon which is like weirdly luxurious in some ways tristan what do you think yeah it was kind of what i was talking about with the phaeton where it's like almost ranging up into you know audi territory in a lot of ways um and like it's almost so so much a halo car they kind of like what i was talking about with yours nick with the you know, mid-engine Honda. It's like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Why? Why is that a Volkswagen? You know, like uh, I wouldn't go looking for that. And the Arteon doesn't then make me buy a Jetta, right? You know, like it's a great car. I, I think it's. I love it. It's cool. Um, and you know, I'm glad that it exists. But it's weird to even to me that it's a Volkswagen. I don't know that it fits the Halo car at least half the halo car definition where it drives interest directly in your brand. It almost kind of in a backhanded secondary way, drives interest in Audi 
because it's all so because it's so often compared to them. It's like, oh, it's got the mm-hmm. it's got the digital cockpit like the Audis do. It's got this like the Audis do. It's like it's driving comparisons to Audi, not what it has then taken and like handed down to the rest of the Volkswagen line. So I think the goal was it for it for it to be their Halo car, but it's also kind of like the Phaeton. It's like, shh, here's the secret backdoor way to buy an Audi. Like, you know, without it being full Audi money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, buy, buy an Arteon instead. And it's like a big secret that it's, you know, as good as the Audi without being one. Um, but because of that kind of stands on its own. It's weird. So I'm just, I'm just checking out the website here. Uh, they actually stopped making the, um, Golf R, I guess it's not a 20, it's not a current year model. Correct. Um, well, by, I, by, by the ultimate litmus test, I mean, I, the Golf um, R made people buy GTIs for sure. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. And GTIs. I think made uh, the people buy a I lot of golf. I think this is a good, <laughs> um, this is a good example. I think to Tristan's point, like he brought up with Honda though, with the, with the stay in your lane. Yeah. I really don't think Volkswagen needs one. I think they're good as they are, but if they were to do one, like what they did with the, the GTI W12 or something similar to that, where they just take the GTI just and make it not a hot hatch, but like a fucking flaming hot hatch. (laughs) <laughs> would be flaming hot cheeto hatch yeah would be <laughs> Wait, that's my mouth <laughs> i don't, don't want to talk about your mouth that's the episode hot cheeto title. Hatch? either one of those phrases flaming hot cheeto hatch or wait that's my mouth <laughs> only only thing i'll be calling my mouth from now on <laughs> so uh, I think before I, dinner i prepared a little amuse a flaming hot cheeto hatch um, gross <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, I think I think Volkswagen hit it with that concept, and if they would actually bring something like that s- similar to it to production, that would be a perfect Halo that fits that brand. But I don't think they need to do it. Another one I want to put towards you, which is weird. Um, I want to put this up in the chat for you guys, but they did a version of this for Gran Turismo, their Vision Gran Turismo GTI. Mm. If they would bring this out in real life, I would be a very happy human. I'm going to throw a couple pictures up again for you guys in the chat where I put the M1 concept. This thing looks awesome. Who made that GTI so fat? Yeah, it's a wide body GTI, um, all wheel drive with 502 horsepower. Like, I think if they would do something like this, they'd be sitting real pretty. And I'll, well, I, I mean, that's kind on. of like a, a super, supercharged, well, not supercharged because it probably wasn't supercharged, but a, a um, larger than life uh, Golf R. I keep wanting to call it the Type R. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, this would definitely fit the bill. And I'll throw that up on the uh, on the socials, on, at least on Facebook for you guys after the episode is released so you can see what I'm talking about. But um, you can just go to just Google search Volkswagen Vision Gran Turismo. It's the one they made for the game, and you'll see what I'm talking about. 
Um, again, it's not needed. Like, I think they're fine where they're at. I don't, they're not a halo car company. As Tristan said, I'll just make him think of, make the buyer think of other brands. But if they were, yeah, well, I mean, like I in the golf, something and like this the, would be awesome. The GTI, it, you know, can count as halo cars. Cause you know, yeah, it's like, Oh, I want a GTI, but you know, I bought a golf and then modified it or whatever. Like, right. You know, you can, you can start there. You know, like you can, you can start at a golf or a Jetta and aspire easily to a GLI or a GTI. And I think that's, part of what makes a halo car go so what if tristan to that point um volkswagen just beefs up their aftermarket performance part options and then it almost becomes a build your own halo you can make the halo what you want it to be well i mean that's Almost edging in on like the Dodge Mopar model, right? Yeah, the first thing it made me think of, weirdly enough, is Scion. Mm. <laughs> Which then immediately made me go, mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah, but they, they also didn't no. have good engines. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's see. All right, we've we've, we've blabbed around for almost long enough. Uh, let's do a little lightning round here. Just a yes or no on whether the brand has a Halo car. Has or um, needs? Whether it has one. Okay. Mercedes. It had one. I'm In gonna the, say no. I'm going to say no. It's what, got a lot of really nice their, ones. What was their Halo car? Um, the, the AMG GT. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. All right. Um, Tesla. No, no, no. Toyota. No, not Toyota itself. No. I mean, Supra, maybe. Well, I mean, so I don't I know mean, if that's Halo status. Lexus has one. I would say no yeah. to the Supra, especially because the, the Supra is a BMW. Also, it's not even their car. <laughs> that's very fair. Um, a brand that no one ever thinks about infinity. No, obviously nope. don't, uh, Kia. No, no. And I think they're kind of like Volkswagen or I, I don't know if they need one. Like the, the stinger is their performance one, but it's not a halo. Well, they also tried with that super luxury car that no one bought. That's true. 500 or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see what other, what other ones do we actually have here? What about alpha? They used to with the 4C, mm-hmm. and then they realized that was a dumb idea, and no one bought it, so they stopped. Right? What, was the 4C a halo, though? I don't know. I said it, and now I don't know if I believe it. Don't they still have it? Uh, they better They're not. still making it? Yeah, they do. Oh, my oh, wow. God. I'm just going to pretend they stopped. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Man, I wouldn't call that. I wouldn't say there's a Halo in Alpha's lineup either. No, I'd say they're more of a Halo brand. <laughs> mm, okay. All you right. buy a Fiat thinking that maybe someday you'll buy an Alfa Romeo. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, what about <laughs> Volvo? 
No. Maybe the new pole star. I was just going to say the pole stars, I think they're trying to position it that way. I don't know if they've yes. achieved it yet. They yeah, kind I of... think, you know, pushing its technology envelope, you know, drawing people to the brand, I, that it it could, that, I could, I could see that, I could buy that, not ask the car, the idea. Ask me that question again in five to ten years. We'll see if pole stars really established itself well yeah hopefully um oh and and the last one one we should probably talk about just a little bit more before we get out of here um a brand that i can't believe we forgot about what about ford uh well the shit they're not producing the gt anymore are they they don't the raptor uh, it drives a lot of truck sales below the raptor that is super not, true not like they need any more but and it was one of their first really serious applications of EcoBoost. Also true. So I think I think that's definitely a good point. And now they're actually expanding that into other trucks to sell more of them and more of them down market. Yeah, Ranger Raptors. I was gonna say Ranger Raptors coming. Which mm-hmm. that's a great name. I love that. Ranger, Ranger Raptor, Raptor. <laughs> reporting for duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ranger Raptor reporting for duty. Yeah. Um, does Ford need to bring back the GT? I mean, I know they don't make cars, but do they need to do that? What, what are we seeing that again? Basically, it's like been once every what, five years or something. Every quarter century of their anniversary of winning Le Mans the first time. Uh, so okay. they make a push for a new one. Okay. Yep. So this last one was for the 50th anniversary. So in another 20 ish years, we'll have an announcement when it's getting close to the 75th anniversary. Jeez. Oh, well, I, by then uh, they might have brought cars back. What about the yeah, Mustang? We'll what about the Mustang? <laughs> I feel like it drives a lot of sales, you know, of. I guess the higher end Mustangs drive a lot of sales of the lower end Mustangs. I disagree. But, uh, I think the lower end Mustangs drive a lot of sales of the lower end Mustangs themselves. Maybe I don't... just Mustangs drive sales of other Mustangs. Yes. Also, the Shelby <laughs> is not an aspirational vehicle and they don't even make it anymore. I don't think. No, no. Certainly. I, I don't know what they make. That's an not, interesting one. Because like. I would still probably say the Raptor over the Mustang because I always kind of line the, the Mustang with the Camaro and Chevrolet's got a car above it. Ford did too up until last year, right? But I, that, I don't think just because the GT is gone, that automatically makes Mustang a halo. Uh, okay, they actually do still make the GT500 right now, the Shelby. Um, but what about the... Um, oh... God, I just forgot. What's the uh, the the Mach E, the Mustang Mach E? Or <laughs> I heard somebody misread it, <laughs> the Mesh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that until you said it. I heard it read on a news report as the Mustang Mesh, and I was like, "What? <laughs> Should I bring the Mesh around, sir?" <laughs> uh, the um, Mustang Mesh. Mustang Mache. <laughs> Um, I think my answer there is the same as Polestar. Like, I think give, give it a gi- while. We'll give see. it a little bit. Yeah. And we'll see. Oh, this trim is called the California route one. I hate this car. <laughs> I just hate Which it. Which car? Now. The Mesh, the Mustang the Mesh. Mesh. <laughs> 
one of the okay so they here are the trims first edition select premium gt okay good so far and california route one out of nowhere just nope get out of here no one day for no reason at all (laughs) but The first thing, the first result I get when I search for Mach-E without putting Ford in front of it first is a negative speed. Really? (laughs) Yes. I just put it in the chat. Well, 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 that's quite quick. Wait, what? Mach, if if you put in Mach-E the way Ford spells it, Google gives you negative 932.37 meters per second. It's going very fast in reverse. <laughs> very, very fast backwards. <laughs> anyway, because I was just um, going to do look up the California Route 1. California Route 1. Like it, love it, gotta have it. But henceforth, we will only refer to this as the Mesh. Clearly. The Mesh. We will no longer say Maki. Um, I don't know if it was because it was like they missed the dash in the the, 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 the copy that the person was reading or what, but it was, <laughs> I, was I was dying. Um, all right. So it's not that it's not the mesh. I guess it has to be the Raptor for sure. Yep. I would agree. Um, all right. I mean, there are, obviously there are more brands. Um, does Hyundai have a halo car? I think we talk about yeah, that. Yeah, they do. Definitely. Yeah. Well, or whatever. They're kind of setting themselves up for a line, but right now in America, it's definitely the, uh, Bluster and slash I 30 N overseas. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, Lexus. Think, um, yes. Yep. We talked about them. And I think with Hyundai, we talked about them with, with Dodge, like they have a halo engine slash drivetrain. I would consider more than just the, the car. That's true. Um, does anyone, has anyone ever heard of a brand called Lincoln? Nope. Okay. Uh, me neither. Um, they make the they make the 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 trucks named after the the cars named after torpedoes, right? <laughs> Is that true? Mark, really? Mark, whatever. I, I'm just joking. That's uh, Iron Man suits, actually. Okay, now there you go. See, that's a reference I understand. I don't know boat stuff. I do. Boat. Yes, things. we know. We ship know. Stuff. You know. Boat business and ship stuff. Um, <laughs> guys, that's kind of most of the brands or the ones that matter anyway. Well, and we've kept people for damn near two hours, too. So I think we're in a good spot. Yeah, sounds fair. So I, I so what we've really established is Halo car needs to be aspirational as far as just people wanting them over everything else. They need to be the leading edge of technology for the company. They need to drive sales, influence sales down market with other models within that brand. Is there anything else I'm missing? It does not have to be the most expensive car, but they do have to be relevant to the era. Like having a halo car 10 years ago is great, but it definitely doesn't help you now. It's, it no longer really counts as a halo car at that point. Mm-hmm. Right. It ju- it's right. just your best car at that point. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I meant to talk about Porsche, whatever. Maybe we can do that some other time. They're a weird case. I would say 918, but I, they're probably not producing that either. Well, exactly. And then is it just a sexy 911 or 
what does it take? Anyways. I mean, would the GT2 RS be? I don't know. Take take That's a tough one. Take in. It's probably the take in. Right now, it's got to be. Yeah, probably. I don't know if it as checks as all of our halo car to, boxes, but driving. I'm not sales. excited. Yeah, I'm not excited to admit it. It pains me to say it, but you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now that's all the car brands. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we, we got through them now. We had a false alarm there, but yeah. all right, folks, let's get you out here. First, we just got to remind you again how to get a hold of us on socials. I already talked about Facebook. Be like Sean. Reach out to us on Facebook. Message us there. Check Engine Podcast. Search us there. Um, Andrew, where can they find us on Twitter? At Check Engine Pod. Tristan, how about Instagram? At Check Engine Pod. So be sure to like, follow, share, post, DM, reach out how and when you can. Give us your take on some of these um, brands that we talked about here with the Halo cars or trucks. Um, Let us know what you think a Halo car for a certain brand should look like. Give us ideas for other episodes. Do what you want, but just get in touch with us. Thank you in advance. (laughs) And thank you for sticking with us today. And thank you for sticking with us today. It was a long one. We appreciate you listening. But again, we don't want you just to listen. We want to interact with you. As you're listening on your favorite streaming platform, be sure to leave us a review, preferably a good one, and or hit that subscribe button. It's free, and you'll get notified of any new content that we put out. If you're really into what we're doing and would like to support us monetarily, you can do that as well. You can either go to patreon.com slash checkenginepodcast or head to anchor.fm slash check engine podcast where the show is hosted and hit the support button next to our logo. Every cent pledged is put towards making this a better experience for you and none of it goes back to us. Gentlemen, who or what are we thanking before we get out of here? Uh, I would like to thank the inventor of the safety razor because I'm about to shave this horrible beard off and that's going to be just so great. I think you should let it grow a little bit longer, man. No. Yes. <laughs> Tristan? Hmm. Did I catch you off guard again? <laughs> well, not Did you not guard. know this was, was coming? I knew it was coming. I just I didn't make it a difference. Um, <laughs> I'd like to thank the inventor of acetaminophen. Uh, I, I've thanked drugs before. Yeah, don't do drugs, oh. kids. Uh, but uh, I am day one immediately after the second dose of my COVID shot, mm. and the the acetaminophen is the only thing that's done anything, and it has allowed me to mostly survive today. So it's a uh, a big big shout out to if you're British, paracetamol. If you're anybody else, acetaminophen. And if you don't know what if you don't know what those are, it's Tylenol. So, just say Tylenol. But that's not that's just the trade name. I didn't take oh. Tylenol. I took acetaminophen from somewhere. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Found it on uh, the ground. Don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, there you go. Um, I would actually like to thank the uh, Vision Gran Turismo project because. That was one of the first spots I looked for inspiration for this episode, and it actually um, worked quite well. So 
Um, thanks to the folks at Gran Turismo and their Vision GT concept. And as always, thank you listeners for your continued support. We love hearing from you. We love recording this for you. And we cannot wait to do this again. Until then, take care.